I'm Mike Brilla, host of the Inspired Teacher Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another great episode of My EdTech Live. I am excited to be back here with you all today. I know I was here last time with you last Saturday, but we had a great week, a great event at TCEA this past week. But this Saturday, as always, excited to be here with every single one of you all today. And thank you all for joining us live. Those that are joining us today, I really appreciate you all for making my EdTech life what it is today. We really appreciate all the likes, shares, and follows, all the great comments. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. As you know, we always try our best to bring educators and creators one show at a time. And I am excited about this morning's show. Like I mentioned, TCEA this week was amazing. And during that event, I got to meet some amazing, amazing educators, some amazing creators, and then, of course, some amazing platforms and amazing people that work for these amazing platforms. And today, I'm excited to have Jacqueline Gochoco joining us today. Jacqueline, how are you this morning? I'm doing well, and you nailed the last name. Way to go. <laughs> but I'm doing well. I'm excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Um, and how are you doing this morning, Alfonso? Uh, I am excited. I am thankful. Like I said, this is my jam. This is Saturday mornings. Actually, Saturday, if I could do this every every day, that would be amazing. <laughs> but Saturday mornings just have something special after you know being gone for a whole week or even a whole week of work waking up early, getting those creative juices flowing, and of course, making sure that we get caffeinated. Oh, there's yeah. just, there's just something about that. Yes, there's just something about that. So I just want to give a shout out to Sherry for joining us this morning. She's joining us through LinkedIn. So thank you, Sherry, for joining the conversation. Uh, so let's go ahead and get started, Jacqueline. So first of all, let's talk a little bit about TCEA, since both you and I were there, and I had the honor and pleasure of meeting you there. So I want to get your, I guess, impression of this past week. What were some of the big highlights and, you know, just wins for not only you, but for Class Hero altogether? Yeah, absolutely. Um, TCEA ended up being such a blast. This was our first time going to TCEA and we weren't quite sure, you know, we're a startup, right? And I've been with Class Hero since this past summer um, and I wasn't actually involved in the ed tech space before that. So I've been kind of figuring out, I, I'm the director of sales and marketing. I've been trying to figure out where we belong, where we should be going, what conferences we should be at. So TCEA was one that was obviously on our radar. Um, we did something a little bit different this this year um, by going and not actually getting a booth. So instead of having a booth, we wanted to be able to attend some sessions. Um, we went with our partners at Via Ed Consulting, uh, Rocio Del Castillo and Julia Clout. They're the two in incredible women that um, wrote Teaching Reading in Spanish. So we went together since we've been partnering. We're math, they're reading. Um, and it ended up being such a like incredible time. We met some of the, the smartest people and attended. I mean, uh, one of the really standout talks that we went to was with Holly Clark and her chat GPT talk. Um, I'm not sure if, if you went to that, but I mean, they were standing room only. And I, I just love how these speakers they go straight to these topics that everyone's talking about. They, they go through the pros, the cons. They say the things that we're, we're thinking, maybe the things that we're afraid of. Um, I think that that's really exciting, especially being in this tech side of things. Um, and as you know, one of the biggest things that we did with TCEA is this superhero platform, right? I don't know. I was expecting your, your superhero poster to be behind you or something. <laughs> yes, yes. No, I actually have it. And you know what? You, right now that you said that, I just forgot to bring it over here so I could be like, hey, check it out. But you can right. definitely see it on Twitter. And like yeah. I shared with you, like my wife surprised me with uh, yesterday. I show up 
get back from work and she put it up in a frame and I'm like, oh, wow, that is so cool. So I'm definitely going to place that in my office wall for sure. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, you know, for, for those that don't know, our superhero campaign is something that we have been doing for the past year. So we really went big with it at TCEA. We had a lot of people nominated for being this education, these education superheroes. So essentially what we do is as something as a way to celebrate educators in, in the community, you know, people that are making big changes, um, which every educator does, but they just don't get acknowledged for it. Right. And I was telling you earlier when you were saying how you were so surprised by your nomination, I said, you know what? Everyone is, which to me was the most surprising thing because it, it could be someone with, you know, 50,000 followers on Twitter. It could be someone who's a brand new teacher. And every time they're like, someone nominated me. And, and they were so, so shocked. And to me, that was just it's sort of, it makes me kind of sad, you know, because these educators are, they're just so important. Um, education has been really big in my family. My sister is a elementary school teacher. Um, she's been there for 10 years. And, and I just, I know how thankless it can be. And even though this is something small that, that we do, um, it's really nice to see the big impact because these educators really do deserve them to see themselves as, as superheroes. So that was really fun to be able to spread that, that joy and kind of that celebration at TCEA. Um, I, I'd say that's probably the, the biggest uh, that it's been at a conference so far. Uh, it seemed to really catch fire there, which, which is great. You know, those are the types of things that I hope as a marketer uh, would catch fire. Well, I mean, I think you nailed it. I mean, it was just amazing. And again, like you said, very surprising to a lot of us. And and then, of course, once you get that surprise and then you start seeing on Twitter, like who else is nominated and then you feel like, oh, my gosh, like I am amongst, you know, these great people that I look up to and so on. And then even colleagues and friends that I know that we're, we're from the same area and so on. And I think that that's just something that is amazing that you did. And it was definitely a big hit, you know, having a, you know, finding a, it, Nikki and trying to get our posters and trying yeah. to coordinate times because as you know, all those sessions going on concurrently and then of course events and everything, but I, I was just very thankful. So thank you so much for that. And of course, for acknowledging, you know, all the wonderful educators that are out there as many times, like you said, it can, it can be a very uh, thankless profession. And, you know, the fact that you, a, a poster, a nomination, just taking that time to do something special can really fill someone's bucket for quite a while. And it definitely did for me. So thank you guys so oh. much. But so as far as, like you said, you know, this year you didn't get a booth this year, you guys were mm -hmm. kind of joining in, hopping on, seeing what is out there, seeing what's going on maybe here. Also getting a big taste of what Texas is also as well. As we all know, this is a big market too for education, ed tech, education services, and so on. So for yourself, you know, getting because you are in Brooklyn right now and yeah. then coming to Texas, I know you have worked with a school district here in Texas and actually here in South Texas, just maybe about 30 minutes away from where I live. So tell us a little bit, maybe just from your perspective of what you've seen, the difference. Uh, maybe from conference to conference, maybe from state to state, what is it maybe, is there something unique here in Texas that you see that there may be a little bit more of a need of? And is there something that maybe you see that we may already be doing well and, you know, is something that can spread as well? Absolutely. So in Texas specifically, obviously there's a lot of emergent bilingual mm -hmm. students, right? So a big thing there is helping students who, you know, they know all these different languages and they don't speak the same language that their teacher speaks, right? Um, and so something that we're really passionate about doing is, as it says on the screen here, adding language to the equation, right? So a little bit, I'll, I'll back up just a little bit to explain what, give a little more context about what Class Hero does, because um, that might help with understanding, you know, where we're at and, and what, what we're trying to do in, in Texas and, and throughout the country. So Class Hero, um, for those who aren't familiar, we are a K through eight curriculum delivery tool for math. Um, what makes us special is that 
I like to say we're curriculum agnostic. So we are the technology that delivers your math curriculum. Um, whatever that math curriculum is, whatever your scope and sequence is, we like to leave that to the experts, the um, you know educators that are there with their students. They know their district's needs. Um, they know that sometimes those, those needs change and they're gonna have to change curriculum over time, right? We're making it so they can use our platform no matter what, we'll grow with them, we'll change that curriculum with them, we'll change that scope and sequence with them. Um, so that makes us a little bit different since we're not pushing our own curriculum. Now, where we make it more accessible to the students is this curriculum's delivered. So we do 10 minutes of active practice, um, meaning these kids cannot be put on a computer and, and left to the computer, right? Or like put there in silos and, and being taught on a computer for the, the whole math session. We've really found that the 10 minutes of active practice meeting will pause if, if the kids aren't, aren't going or if they're clicking through too quickly, right? Right, I'm answering. Um, the, it really times that. So what we found is that's where it's been the most effective and we've made it more accessible to them by supporting their math practice in 37 languages. So, you know, 36 of those languages are all supported with voiceover audio narration. And Spanish is fully supported in text, um, video, and audio narration. So the reason why we've chosen to have that voiceover narration is because so many students are not literate in their native language, since most schools right now are, you know, they teach reading and writing in, in English. So oftentimes we'll have students come in and they'll think, oh, yeah, I'm, I, they'll think they'll, they're bad at math, right? And when you are a first grader or you know a kindergartner and, and you're already incredible because maybe you speak Tagalog and you speak Spanish and you're learning English and you're also learning how to add and subtract and divide. And maybe they think, oh, I'm not any good at math, right? Because they just didn't have the support and the accessibility that they, they needed to access the curriculum. So we're really passionate about filling in that gap. Um, and then I'd like to add where the poster campaign comes into that picture, which is as the kids are doing those 10 minutes of active practice, they're rewarded for their practice. So how they're rewarded is they're working towards these hero cards. Um, they receive a little puzzle piece for each, uh, you know, each practice completed. At the end, it will be a hero card. And those heroes are heroes. They're mathematicians from around the world, different cultures, different backgrounds. They're astronauts. They're artists. Um, and they're also unique to each district. So sometimes it's also a teacher that they all really admire, um, a custodian that you know is always there to high five the kids when they come in every morning. Um, sometimes it's Spider-Man, sometimes, <laughs> right? So they're, they're really custom to the district, but what's really important to us is that the kids will look in and they say, oh, that astronaut looks like me, right? Um, and they, they see themselves in, in math and in, the, in this curriculum. So that's really a little more about what we do. So in Texas specifically, obviously we're out there and, and we know there are so many students that, that can use this. And also so many teachers that can use this because they're doing the work right now, right? They're spending, an, you know, three extra hours every day finding these other resources to make their curriculum accessible to their kids. They're translating things. They're going on Google Translate and, and you know, translating it, doing the best that they can there. They're going and they're finding all of these dependent skills on their own and saying, okay, this group of kids, they're two grades behind and I need them to practice this dependent skill. Okay, these kids are actually really far ahead and they're getting really bored in class. So I'm gonna put them over here on, on this thing. Um, these kids, they they really need that one-on-one -on -one time, right? They're, they're doing everything at once. So we're trying to remove all that extra work that they, they have to do. Um, in order to just teach. So that's really what we're trying to do in Texas. Obviously, there's there's big populations of emerg emergent bilingual students. We've been out there working with, with Tabe a lot. Um, you know, we recently, we recently uh, sponsored the Tabe officer installation dinner, um, which was an incredible, I mean, it really was an honor to be part of. It was just these, the officers um, and some past officers and I got to sit there with them. I sat across from Sochi, the, the new president 
Um, her story is incredible. You should have her on the show if you haven't already. <laughs> but, um, you know, I got to hear how much of an impact Tabe specific specifically has made on the rest of the country and on Nabe that, um, you know, these Texas uh, bilingual administrators and educators um, and them just sharing their stories and the just incredible things that they've overcome to even create that organization and to be in these positions to help to help their students. So we're really riding that wave. Um, we're, We're a tool to assist these incredible educators uh, that are already doing this. We saw this need that has arisen to where we're saying, okay, you know, you're doing the hard things and we're trying to make that a little bit easier for you. We're trying to make it so, you know, you can access these kids because these kids deserve the best, right? Um, I feel really passionately about students who really passionately, especially about not saying, making this about English, right? Um, And I know I'm getting off track now, but now it's just, this is why I'm here, right? This is why why I'm at class here specifically. Um, My my family, my dad's first generation, um, my family came over from the Philippines. Uh, That's what Gochoco (laughs) comes from. Um, When my grandparents, my Lolo and Lola came, they moved to Pennsylvania, and let me tell you, they were probably the only Filipinos in all of Pennsylvania at the time. <laughs> and uh, they spoke five different languages and they had 10 kids. The kids all spoke English to this day. They all speak English. And it makes me so sad. You know, then I go to college and I'm studying Spanish. Right. <laughs> um, but they didn't want their kids to have accents because they just wanted them to assimilate as quickly as possible. And even though education was incredibly important to my Lolo, um, you know, he was a, a doctor, he was a pathologist. He came came over to the States and had to redo all of his certifications. He worked as a truck driver to, for two years to redo everything. Um, ended as the chief pathologist out in York County Hospital. Um, he sent all 10 of the kids to school, uh, all, sent all 10 of the kids through college, but did not teach them the languages because he didn't want them to feel siloed. Um, he didn't want them to have accents. And now we have people like, you know, Rocio del Castillo, for example, right? Um, who are really pushing this asset-based approach saying, no, these are things that these kids should be celebrated for. And it's more than just posting on Twitter. It's more than just saying, this is great. You guys are smart. It's also taking this extra step of saying, great, you have these extra language skills that can help make you know, your math, for example, more accessible to you. So let's make sure that's easy for our educators to do. So that's really what we're trying to do. That's why we're, we're in Texas so much, because there are so many um, incredible educators out there that are trying to do this. And they're, they're, they are, they're doing it, they're tripping away. And we're just trying to make it a little easier for them. Excellent. You know, I love everything that you said, because it really relates to my time in the classroom. It's Texas here in South Texas. I, I know, and I, I'm going to just put this out there. Oftentimes, people from San Antonio say they're South Texas. I'm like, no, 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 no. They're still <laughs> Texas further south. And and to the surprise of many, they think like, wow, you're, there's still more Texas four hours south of San Antonio. It's like, absolutely. You guys are your own country out there. Yeah. Oh so, <laughs> so this area, I mean, honestly, this area right here is, you know, again, emergent bilinguals, but my experience in the classroom, you know, the, the the last eight years in the classroom where I worked in the city of Mission, Texas, is right along the border. So there's a lot of manufacturing plants. And in our school, we had so many students that would come in from Japan, from Korea. I had some students that came in from Israel. Uh, and so there were many different languages. And obviously, the students would come in at a very young age. At the time, I was doing fifth and sixth grade. So they the the English that they did know was very minimal. It was just simply conversational, just enough to get by. But then for a teacher to help bring that instruction was something that was rather difficult. And at the time, there wasn't anything available such as what you're offering. And like I mentioned to you, I was playing around with the platform before we even got on here. And I absolutely 
was just, this is great. This is amazing. And we'll talk a little bit about that. But again, like you said, time. So now the teacher has to plan lesson plans. They have to plan for all their students, but then they have, they have that need also for a student that may be coming in from a different country. And how do I do that? You've like, you mentioned there's tools like Google translate, or sometimes it's like, Hey, if you're using an iPad, just you know, put the translation feature on, but it's not quite the same, you know, it's like, I know as teachers, I tried my best when I had a student come in from Israel and I would sit them next to me. I would use uh, the iPad and then I would start learning a little bit, you know, of Hebrew just to communicate and just kind of take that little extra step. But the instruction for him was very difficult. He, he knew what to do once he got going, but sometimes it's just the language and you know, kind of learning things, uh, you know, where they're comfortable. And when I saw the list of languages, you know, 37 different languages, and was listening to all of them, I think that that is a great tool going with the platform, like you said, in 10 minutes, to be able to deliver that additional support, that additional practice, all within the classroom, where a student does not have to feel kind of like singled out if, oh, well, we're going to have to pull you out for you know, either the Spanish instruction or, hey, we're going to have to pull you out for this other language. Everybody's working together in the class, you know, and at a, at a comfort level where they're getting the lesson delivered. The instructional videos, like I mentioned to you, was something that I loved when a student clicks on the video and gets an explanation. And I was just very, very impressed. So I think, you know, from what I see and what you're describing, the experience and the mission of what Class Hero is trying to do. I think that it's something that is very well done. And I know that it's going to definitely continue to grow as you get more educator feedback. And of course, you know, as, as we continue to grow and change in the education space, I think that, like I said, what you have already is something that is far superior from other platforms that I have seen. So, I, I, you know, I'm very, very impressed, Jacqueline. Like you guys definitely went all out. And the other thing yeah. that I wanted to point out, and maybe you can talk a little bit about this too, also as well, I really like the, the culturally responsive uh, teaching piece on here that you have available. Can you talk a little bit about that too as well? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first, Thank you, because I know you've seen a lot of platforms and that you are you have a math background and all that. So that does that doesn't mean a lot. And I'll be sure to share that with the team. Um, they're all West Coast spaces. They're asleep right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but really, Dr. Ted Feller, he is the the mind behind uh, a lot of this, right, with the curriculum side of things. Um, and our, our team is is fully remote. Uh, we have people all over the world. We are a small team, but you know we speak. At some point, we try to count how many languages on on the team. I think it's it was above twenty um, of different languages that everyone speaks. Um, and something you know, I wanted to point out with the translating part. I, I was told when I first started here, uh, and I was putting in. And, you know, I was doing some marketing messages. I was ch changing our website, all of those things. And someone told me, oh, no, you can't say translate it. That's a bad word in, in this. That's a, that's a bad word. And I was like, what do you mean that's a bad word? Because they're like, because they think that means Google Translate, that you're dropping this into Google Translate. And as we all know, that doesn't really translate things, right? <laughs> um, so something that we do to, to make those translations authentic is, uh, and this is part of that, right? this is part of actually being culturally responsive and, and inclusive is making sure that these voiceover narrations that the text all of it is authentic to the language so things you can't just flip words right it, it doesn't it doesn't work like that um so everything that's translated it's all checked by a native speaker um and that's something that's been really important as well as the voiceover narration they're all there, there are these, um, they are robots, right? They are are the digital voices, but they're all different voices. Mm -hmm. So the kids aren't sitting there and every single one is the same, you know, monotonous, like robotic voice. Each one, they will switch between male, female, older, younger. Um, that's something that we always hear that teachers really love, that the accents are really authentic. Um, all of that's part of it. Uh, now, 
also with the hero cards, that's something that's been really Im important to this so that the kids are able to, to see themselves in education. Um, you know, we were able to have a teacher, a teacher told us recently, um, maybe in the past month, she was saying how one of her, her students who had never won anything before in class, right? He, since this is re rewarded based on the time practice, not accuracy or this or that, he was able to come up to the front of the class and she could give him this hero card that he earned. And the kid was just staring at it and looking at it. And she, she asked them, you know, like, why'd you choose that, that hero card? And he's like, oh, well, it looks like me. <laughs> right. And, and, and that's really the cool things that kids, that kids do. And I just, I love that about them. So we have like astronauts like May May Jemison on there. We have, um, you know, I, I I wish I could share these with you. Like we we have Malala, we have um, Kamala Harris out in Albuquerque. Uh, we have some some ones that are really specific to to their district, um, like the Native American uh, code talkers, for example. And every time they they win one of these cards, they get to read a little bit about them too. So we even have teachers who put a little side project on it, where when they win their hero cards. Then she says, okay, great. When your 10 minutes of practice are over, I want you to go and do a little bit of research on that person and then tell the class about them. So, you know, we're really just involving all of that in this. Um, I'm hoping that over time we're able to add even, even more things into this program that are, you know, along this line. I know that in the lineup of things that will be coming is some front loading of vocabulary terms. So obviously... English is confusing and then math also is confusing. It has a language of its own, mm -hmm. right? There's there's a table in English, like a kitchen table, and then there's table in math. And if you are new to the English language, that's gonna be really confusing when you're seeing it in an already tough to do word problem, for example. So that's something that we'll be adding in, in the future. And there's a whole bunch of great things like that. We have, a, we have several advisors that are looking at the app constantly and seeing how we can make this more accessible, more responsive. Um, so yeah, those are some some cool things that I like to highlight uh, from it. You know, and I'm glad that you brought that up because oftentimes the conversation has been here with a lot of guests. You know, we talk about education and for example, myself growing up, you know, very similar story to yours, you know, first generation I'm, I, and I'm an only child. So it's like that pressure's on and you want to do your best. And, you know, so you grow up and doing these things. So really my motivation really is just my parents and just, they're always telling me, it's like, do the job that is not going to have you do what we do and work as hard. Mm -hmm. And, but then I fell into education and it almost feels like I'm working, working just as hard, but it's great though, because now I'm giving back, you know, to the community yeah. and doing those things. But really it was because of what I learned from them. And, but I can't really think of maybe in my education experience in that for those formative years, really looking up or seeing like, Hey, maybe I can be that, or maybe I can be that because of that connection, but that's something that is so important that when I became a teacher, I would do Zoom sessions and invite people from all over the world, you know, and of course, people that, you know, uh, scientists or educators, people that would work that would be, that can connect with my students, but also that some of my students can identify themselves with and say, hey, I didn't know that there was, you know, a Hispanic scientist. I want to be a scientist or doing this or doing that. So I love this card piece. And I, right now, as we were talking, I made sure I downloaded these <laughs> so I can oh, share. Yeah. So you can speak a little bit about this, like you said. So this is something that is amazing. This is just a short little, you know, kind of demo of what is available. But I think that this is something that is great for students to you know, aspire to be, find heroes, do research and say, hey, you know, I, let's let's continue working hard and know that I can identify and be that scientist, be that astronaut, because mm -hmm. there's somebody that that looks like me 
that can do that. So I think that's something cool. So tell us a little bit about here, some of these cards that we're looking at. I'm so glad you were able to pull these up because I'm looking at my screen right here at these and I was kicking myself for not sending them to you. <laughs> I was like, am I able to send these to you right now? Um, so this is something that we did uh, in partnership with Albuquerque Public School District. So we are, Albuquerque was one of our first, um, you know, major school districts that, that we were adopted into and they wanted to have custom cards cards for them, you know? And so they went through, they, they spoke with their teachers, they spoke with the kids, um, and they gave us a, a list of the heroes that they wanted included. So we worked with an artist, obviously just really amazing artist, um, found the the symbols or items that we wanted included in there. They were really detailed. If you stop here and look at um, Deb Holland, uh, you, know, you can see in the top left corner, like a, a Native American sim tribal symbol right there that they said, you know, this has to be front and center on here. Um, so there, there's a lot of these little details in there that are really important to the, the students and the communities that are seeing them. Um, so that's where that's where that came from. Yeah. That is so cool. I think this is something that is amazing. And of course, the art and just the way, like you said, you're integrating something, you know, into that from that from culture. And also not only for just the student, like, for example, to say, oh, I, I see myself in them and identify. Mm -hmm. But I think it, the value of bringing that into the classroom so other students can ask and seek and do research and say, wow, like open up their eyes, open up their perspectives and really, you know, make the, the learning an experience, mm -hmm. an unforgettable experience, something that, you know, is part of them now as they continue to move on from year to year. So, I mean, I, I'm sorry that I'm getting so excited because I know like Class Heroes, it, the math piece for me is like amazing. But now when you're <laughs> adding this and rounding this out in such a way, and like I mentioned, you know, there's other platforms that I have seen work, and, and you know, we use and things of that sort. But something like this is like, wow, you know, rounding out that SEL piece that, you know, culturally responsive teaching and so on, it, it really is is a big hit. So I'm really Don't excited about seeing this. this right <laughs> I, I'm the same way. I, I get so excited about it because I, you know, I, I grew up, I was in California. However, mm -hmm. where, where I was sent to school was a, um, a, a Christian elementary school. And I can say there were not a lot of other Filipinas um, mm -hmm. in, in this school. And I did not, I didn't see myself in anything that we learned about. Right. Um, and yeah, I just I, I just think that it's really special that this is now something that everyone's that we're all pushing for. Um, it, it, it is really important. So I'm also really excited about it. Yeah, most definitely. And then, of course, the math piece. I, I was telling you about this. I was really excited. Uh, I won't share that up on the screen yet because what happened, I think uh, it timed out from the little oh, student okay. account. And I don't want to, you know, since we're You went we're over live, your 10 minutes. Yeah, I went over my <laughs> 10 minutes. So since we're live and everything, but I, I'll probably bring that up as kind of like I, I pass on the conversation to you. But one thing that I, I that I loved was just the way that Class Hero, like you said, it's agnostic. It, I saw all the platforms that you work with. So it, it works as that delivery service. And so the practice that I saw at first, I'm going to be honest with you, I was like, oh, OK, I see the problems. And then what, what happens is with my math mind, and like I said, my my style of teaching has changed thanks to our math content specialist. So big shout out to Mr. Richard Palomin. Uh, I learned more about the concrete, pictorial, and abstract model, which is, mm -hmm. you know, when you're working with students, you work with manipulatives first before you get into just the standard algorithm, but you build up that numeracy, you build up that number sense, then you show some math with pictures, mm -hmm. you know, students are able to represent using pictures, and then, of course, you can move on to the algorithm. And what I love about that is, let's say you get the algorithm wrong, that you know you forgot to carry or multiply correctly, but if you did it with the manipulative or the picture, you're always going to get the right answer because you're seeing it. And now you can work on that algorithm and practice and be successful. So I'm going through the practice and I'm like, okay, I see what's going on here. I'm going through the problems and so on. And then I said, okay, let me get a couple of these wrong. And then let me go ahead and click on the video. 
And when I clicked open the video, to my surprise, I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> this is great because oftentimes you see videos where all they're doing is teaching you that final standard algorithm. But if a student does not understand how to do that standard algorithm or why it's working, I feel that oftentimes they're just mimicking what mm -hmm. the teacher is doing up there, but they really don't understand what is taking place. But when I clicked on that video, I was like, wow, they're showing how to divide, you know, fractions with uncommon denominators and they're drawing a number line. And I was like, yes, this is amazing. So that's why I, I was so excited in the pre-chat. And I said, whoever it is that you have doing some of the math or, or knowing what videos to put in there, mm -hmm. please make sure you give them a shout out because they're definitely helping students as they progress on into algebra one and understanding those harder concepts. So that's something that I really love. So tell us a little bit more just about the platform, you know, what students may be able to see and I'll kind of see if I can kind of get this going, um, yeah. you know, while we're talking. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um, we have a incredible team behind that. Um, Dr. Ted, Ted Feller, he is our head of pedagogy here and he is the one, he is so particular about all of the curriculum, all of the skills um, about how things are taught and that it matches whatever those standards are, whatever that that school's curriculum and scope and sequence is. I mean, he how they're able to match it is it, it hasn't been done before. So what they've done is they have broken out every every single standard into like down to the skills and have matched that with how that's taught in each curriculum, right? So each one is a little bit different. Each one's going to look a little bit different. Um, and so for the kids, right, they're being taught, they get, they learn the lesson, then they get to our platform, the teacher assigns them the, you know, the unit or the practice that they, they want them to work on. And it looks the exact same as what they were just taught. It looks the exact same as what's in their, their textbook. So the graphs look the same, um, you know, that all of that does. And what's been, uh, what, what's really great about it too, you know, you, you said you did a couple that were wrong. Um, how did you feel when you got those wrong? Do you remember what happened on, uh, on the screen or anything? No, it just really said just like uh, it, it gave me a little prompt to say, you know, you make sure you use your paper and so on. Uh -huh. And then it just let me go on to the next. There wasn't I didn't see any X's or I didn't see any like, oh, you failed or you didn't do yeah. well or anything. It, it allowed me to practice and I kept going through the practice and got a couple more wrong. And then on my own, I was like, you know, I'm getting kind of these wrong. Let me go and check out the video. But it, it just it was great. Like, you know, other platforms that you see is like all of a sudden you get something wrong and it's just like, eh, like a big yeah. X and so on, but not here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wanted you to vouch for it because we try to keep it really positive. So when the kids, if they do get something wrong, it will do a little screen shake. Right. And then they'll give it some again. Um, if they're continuing to get things wrong, it will serve them, you know, five questions to find out what dependent skill they they're missing. Um, and then it will teach them that dependent skill. So oftentimes it will then give them a video, right? So we are we are partnered with Khan Academy um, and their videos are incredible, except for right now, teachers have to go in and they have to search. They have to find what that skill is. They also have to find what the skill is that the student, you know, it is missing to get them caught up to, to class that day. So that video is automatically served to the student. Um, and it is fully supported in Spanish if the teacher has Spanish on um, that student's account for them. So that's where that that pops up. And it's all it's all sorted by by the skill level. And we actually have two engineers that every day they're fully dedicated to um, creating new. They, they call them widgets, um, but these new modules and um, new uh, curriculum matching question types. Um, recently, they did all of the new star testing. So since star has gone <laughs> has gone mm -hmm. digital, um, students need to learn how to take the test. Not only do they need to learn how to like what the concepts are, but now they also have to learn how to take the test online. So mm -hmm. we've made sure well, Dr. Feller has made sure like he is very diligent about this, 
that we are aligned with the new STAR test and that the students are able to practice all of that in Class Hero so that they can learn how to take it um, when that time comes. So we have a whole team that's completely dedicated to this curriculum. So they will be they're always, you know, they don't get to hear the feedback, just like any educator, right? They don't get to hear the feedback as as much as, as I get to hear it because I'm out and I'm at these amazing conferences and I'm hearing the teachers tell tell me, you know, this curriculum is incredible. It matches it exactly. Like how this is laid out is, is I mean, that's how we teach. Um, that's all thanks to Dr. Dr. Feller. He is he is the mind behind that. He is his biography is so long. Um, it would take the rest of this podcast <laughs> for, for me to go through it. But he has served as you know math teacher, as a tech specialist, as um, a principal. Um, he is yeah. So so that's all all to him. Oh, that's great. So let me bring this up here real quick because I was able to log in just oh, to kind of get a little feel if you don't mind, just so no, people can kind of see. So here it is. So this is the little student account. Yes. And of course, as a teacher, I can go in there, like you mentioned. So I won't show you the, the teacher side of this because I don't want to mm -hmm. flip through too many screens. But uh, I was able to select what lesson it is that we're going over. But what mm -hmm. I love, like you said, I was able to select, okay, like, for example, if we use Envision or if we use a program, yeah. I select that program. I'm able to say, okay, what topics are we going to go over? And assigned. So here is the student side of this. So here's the class topic that we're covering, mm -hmm. which is divide fractions, which is skill number one, divide fractions by a fractions. And then we'll go ahead and click go. And then you see the little 10 minute timer here, which I had already kind of started playing around with. Uh -huh. So that's why you see it at eight minutes. But I love this little setup here, the way everything works. It's so very clean. And uh, what I love too is you've got your calculator, you've got your annotation tool, you've mm -hmm. got your text tool, which is great because like you said, here in Texas, they want students also to practice on how to use a notepad, how to do the typing. So you're implementing all of that in here too as well that I like. Um, so let me go ahead and move this here. And then the video part, um, this is a video from one of the last uh, problems that I did get wrong, but this mm -hmm. is where I told you that I got so excited because oftentimes you see eight thirds divided by one third and all the teachers gonna say cross multiply and divide and so on. But when I saw this explanation here using the number line and showing you're dividing this, uh, you know, eight by thirds and how many jumps is that? I was like, this is perfect because this goes in line with the way that we're trying to teach it in our district, which is using those pictorial models so mm -hmm. students understand not only how to cross multiply and divide and do the mimicking part, we definitely want them to internalize the math and build up that numeracy that's going to help them later on as they move on to, because this is a sixth grade skill that I went mm -hmm. into. So they go into seventh grade, they build number lines, then they start working with um, two-step equations, and then they go into elementary, and they still work with number lines and proportions. They're working with slope. So seeing these types of videos there where they can remember those skills and enhance their learning, I thought was something of great value there. So I just really wanted to throw that in as far as some of the magic points that I saw from the platform that I absolutely love. Yeah, no, that's that's really really great, and and I don't, you know, on on that screen too, um, there are those little fun engagement pieces. Uh, those those are all new, so it's a brand new student app um, that they released this past year. So the the student app, they've been able to add in, you know, they've they've been really focused on the curriculum, and now they wanted to make it even more engaging as well. So the students are, you know we always like walking the line of engaging, but not distracting. Um, we have all of those really important math parts that you just went through. Um, but we also want the kids to want to be on this platform and, and be learning math. Um, we're really, you know, we, we always emphasize that we're not a game, but we don't think that kids actually need, like they, they love their games, but we, we do believe that kids do want to learn. 
um, and that it, it's good to get them in, in that mode where, where they are feeling challenged. Um, we are rewarding them with the hero cards. So as they're practicing at the bottom of that screen, there were little coins or the little gems that will pop up and they'll, you know, at, they'll be rewarded as they go through. Um, the other fun thing that that just made me think of with this engagement piece that we do is uh, teachers, the, the classrooms, teachers can challenge other classes. And so teachers will start monthly challenges where their classes will receive points for their time practiced and they'll um, have a little scoreboard up up top where it's saying, okay, here's where Mrs. Johnson's class is and Mrs. Hernandez's class is. And I mean, like people, like these kids I've heard, they're like, oh yeah, we have our third graders like trash talking the other being like, we're, we're, we are crushing you in class hero <laughs> this month, right? And they do little award sessions and it, it's really fun. Sometimes we'll send them posters for when when they win or we'll do um, kind of a March Madness with, with that. Uh, you know, it's just making these kids like love math and the teachers love it from your side of things too, where, right, they're seeing, oh, like I can trust this platform. I can trust how it's teaching. I can trust the curriculum because it's our curriculum that these videos are all matched perfectly. Like, like they can rest easy knowing that. And then they can also make it fun for the kids. They can, you know, change the culture of math at their school from this thing that the kids don't want to do because they've been, they've been kicked out of last platforms because their platforms have made them feel, feel like they're not good at math, right? They're being punished for, for learning because they're getting things wrong, which is, that's all part of learning, right? Um, so it's really important to us that, that they just, we want them to just keep practicing, just reward the practice, get things wrong. That's great. Get them wrong. Find out where they are, you know, where they need some help. Make that really clear to the teachers. Make the kids want to dive right back in and say, okay, great. Like I need to learn this thing. It will bring them back to where they need to learn it. And then they get to feel that sense of accomplishment. So really, again, it's this whole holistic um, view of math where we're addressing it from language, from it being a community aspect where all the kids are learning together in, in one classroom in a tier one setting. Like that's something we always emphasize where we are primarily a tier one tool. Um, and we have the tier two aspect of it where they can go and they can assign the different skills. Um, they're able to import their NWEA map data as well as their iReady data, um, you know, whatever the interim assessment data is that the uh, schools or districts use um, so that they're able to do those tier two things. But we always emphasize we're tier one. We're trying to help with this tier one problem where the students aren't all having access to this universal instruction. And we can't just keep teaching kids in silos, yes. right? So that's, you know, that's really what, what we're looking at here. And so I'm really, I'm really glad that you got to dive into it and kind of kind of see how it is in, in practice. Absolutely. And I think you hit the nail on the head there as far as, you know, the universal design for learning. Uh, you know, one of the things that we in the math department, well, actually through our content specialist is really like, you know, the use of manipulatives is like, if it's good for one, it's good for all. And then for those students that, you know, feel comfortable, then, you know, they start weaning themselves off. But then mm -hmm. you have those supports available for students that may need additional supports. And that's mm -hmm. completely okay because then everybody's familiar with manipulatives. And it's not, again, singling somebody out. The fact yeah. that you're in the same classroom with the headphones while somebody may be getting Spanish instruction, somebody may be getting the Japanese instruction, but they're still working on the same math together. I think that's something that's great too as well. And so I'm really excited. Like I said, I'm just so thankful for you, Jacqueline, for joining us this morning and just sharing uh, a lot of the uh, Class Hero awesome sauce with us. And like I said, <laughs> myself playing with it, I got really, really excited. And so thank you so much for all of that and what you do. So please, before uh, we go into our last segment, which is one of my favorite segments where we end the wrap up the show, but please tell our audience members or viewers, listeners, how they can go ahead and possibly either get in contact with you or maybe get a demo of Class Hero. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm always available via Twitter. We are at Class Hero app. 
Um, that is my colleague, Nikki, who you met at TCEA. Uh, shout out to Nikki. She's amazing. She's she is um, really driving this engine with, with the posters, especially. Um, so I'm on there on, on Twitter. Uh, I'm always available on Jack, Jacqueline, J-A-C-L-Y-N, at classhero.com um, for email. And if they want to try a free demo or if they want to, they, they can try a demo account and they can try a trial. Um, if they want to be walked through it, then they can send an email through classhero.com. Um, there's a little chat bubble right right at the bottom there and, and request that at any time. Perfect. Well, thank you, Jacqueline. I really appreciate you sharing. And now we move on to my favorite piece, too, as well, as we wrap up the show. Three questions for all our guests. So hopefully you prepared and everybody <laughs> watching. I always do give these ahead of time. It's not like a surprise. But so here we go. So Jacqueline, question number one to you is in the current state of education, what would you say is your current edu kryptonite? <laughs> my current edu kryptonite you know i would say uh i i want i thought about this question a lot and i was like okay i'm gonna give a little bit of a vague descriptor of where this happened and all of that um but i i went to a uh event and i wasn't really meant to be there it's a, it's a long story of how i ended up getting there um but there were a lot of leaders in the education technology world. Um, and these leaders were ones that have been in it for a really long time, big companies, um, you know, not, not any of the newer voices. And I'm looking around and thinking, hmm, none of these people look like me. Uh, everyone here was, you know, much older, much whiter, much richer. <laughs> um, uh, and Hearing the conversations, it, it really lit a fire in me where I feel like this is something that's always kind of digging at me. It, it's something that's always in, in the back of my mind where I'm thinking we need to have new voices at the table, right? These are the people that are driving education technology. They're the ones that are driving a lot of education decisions. Um, and they don't look like a lot of the students and the teachers that I'm out working with every day. Um, I'd say that's the biggest thing that just really, it, it's just always there where having students, you know, math is the number one indicator of school success, making it so these students can access it and can love it and can, you know, grow up and start their their own companies and be these voices. And, and I just picture that room of people, you know, 20 years from now with these students that we're helping right now and, and thinking, I really hope that I can see the classrooms that I'm always working with, that I can see something that's reflected, um, that looks like that in, in 20 years. And that, that room is going to look different. So, yeah, that's just a, a driving thing. It's always at the back of my mind. Um, mm -hmm, yeah, Sounds good. Great answer, Jacqueline. Thank you so much. Before we go on to question number two, we have Sherry here who's joining us from LinkedIn. And her question is, will Class Hero be at ISTE this summer? Absolutely. Um, we're very excited about ISTE. We were there this past year in New Orleans and we'll be out there in, in Philadelphia for sure. Excellent. Awesome. So Sherry, you definitely make sure you connect with Jacqueline and yeah. then that way you can go ahead and meet up in real life. So thank you so much, Jacqueline. Okay. Question number two is if you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? Hmm. Right now it would be honestly class hero. Of course, I would not be the director of sales and marketing if I didn't have that answer, right? We'd have the big class hero, big ad language to the equation, um, you know, some, something fun up there. I'd probably put put a website for everyone to go on and nominate their, their superhero educator. Yes. So, you know, of course it's going to be that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I love that idea. I can actually picture that, Jacqueline. And, and to be honest with you, like this campaign, can definitely be that that one spark something that can really just kind of change the climate for a lot of teachers. And like you said, you know, often go as unsung heroes, but I can definitely picture 
Class Hero putting up a billboard and just with that little QR code, something where somebody drives by, takes a picture or what, obviously not the driver, hopefully not the driver. I'm not saying <laughs> not do <the> that, <laughs> but the passenger can say, uh, or excuse me, the driver can say, Hey buddy, you know, honey, help me take a scan that or something. And then they can nominate somebody either that day or that week. And just they can get that little surprise email, something. So yes, do it. I think that that could be something <laughs> wonderful that can really just bring that joy back into the classroom or at least fill that person's bucket. And you never know. It's just that one small thing can mean a lot to many. So I really like that, Jacqueline. I think that would work <laughs> really well. Yes, no, do no, it. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right last question Jacqueline and this is a fun one okay so if this was your podcast today this is the the class hero app podcast and you are the host mm -hmm. and I am your guest this morning what would be one question you'd like to ask me hmm so what would be if because now that you've played around with the app a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. And you've said all, all these great things, but we're always we're constantly seeking feedback. We're constantly trying to make this better. Um, if there's something that you think would be a wonderful next iteration, either in the culturally responsive piece, or maybe it is a specific um a hero that you think we should be highlighting in the app, or maybe, you know, whatever that is. What, what feedback do you have? What's your one piece of main feedback from playing around with it? Well, from playing around with it, uh, I guess one of the things is, and, and again, this is just because I wasn't too familiar with the platform. So I just mm -hmm. kind of picked like Envision because I know we use like Realize and I know Envision is one of our things and the problems look great and everything. But I know and I know here and probably not only my district, but every other district you know the panic is new test items oh my gosh new test mm -hmm. items new test items and all those new test items are i i okay so i'm, I'm <laughs> so i feel that a lot of companies really just uh use a lot of that fear of the new test items to really mm -hmm. just say you better buy us or we're the only ones that have this solution when all those things could be done on stuff that is free, but of course they package it, they package it up in a one-stop shop, mm. but it may not be that very well done. And so what I see is I see that at least right now your graphics and everything is set up very well, but maybe adding those components to mm -hmm. practice those drag and drops that the mm -hmm. state is going to put in there. And again, I only went through one little lesson, so I'm not sure if those are included. So if you say they are, I'm going to be like, jumping up and down you know they are <laughs> but if they're not it's just something to look into because you well, know they fortunately they are included there you go great. Perfect. <laughs> so, so if, if anyone wants to learn more about yeah. this um we actually have a, a whole ebook on it which uh with star specifically so i was getting excited when you were saying that because i was like I, I know that was something that the team worked really really mm -hmm. hard on to make sure that that all of that uh is on there and then right now they're working on something similar for New Jersey, since New Jersey has uh, their, they don't use Common Core, they have a little bit different of um, the skills and testing. So they're constantly going through and adding um, these different tests that are going to be included in here for the different regions that we're working with. So the team is going to be really happy that that was your feedback. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and that was, and like I said, because I only played around with it this morning and I didn't really go oh, yeah. all the way through, I didn't get to experiment or see that and experience it. But now that you tell me that it's there, then I'm definitely going to go look and play around. But I, that is one thing that I do appreciate that it is yeah. already there and that you took that careful consideration of planning ahead and anticipating what the need was and listening to feedback. And that's something that is so important because oftentimes yes. I feel that a lot of platforms really just, okay, let's just take what we have and then let's just overlay all this other stuff on top of it and then prepackage or repackage it. But it's not done very well. It just seemed like it was just boom, here it is because yeah. we just need to get it into your hands and so on. So when you bring that up, it's just, mm -hmm. it's reassuring that like, hey, this is really important and we need to keep pushing on it, right? It can always be better. We can always add, add more. Um, and so, you know, it's really important for us to listen and, and hear feedback from experts like yourself 
and and that just really helps guide us to where we need to go. So thank you for sharing. That. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Jacqueline, it has been an honor and a pleasure. Like we, I could keep talking with you forever. And uh, honestly, I do want to say thank you so much for the invite to the event. It was great to also see, uh, you know, the E-Twins there. Jenna Lee was there too. We had Victoria Thompson oh, was there. <laughs> a lot of amazing people. And I just thank you that I got to meet you and got to meet, you know, all, just these amazing educators there too as well. I loved it. And just keep doing what you're doing. And, you know, like I said, I, it, you definitely created a big buzz at TCEA, but it's not just for the posters. As you can see here, you have some great, amazing content and that, that you just really are packaging. It, it's kind of like a total package there, not only the social media, but the actual content. And that really means a lot to us as educators for a company to be able to, bring that content and not just the social media piece and the buzz around social media. So keep doing what you're doing, Jacqueline. Thank you so Thank much. You, I really Bye. appreciate you. Thank you so much. And for all our guests that uh, joined us live, Sherry, thank you so much. Those of you that are going to be catching the replay or listening to the podcast at a later time, please make sure that you follow our or follow us on all social media at MyEdTechLife. Make sure you check out our website at MyEdTech.Life, MyEdTech.Life, where you can check out this episode and the other 170 amazing episodes where you can learn from educators and creators. Take a lot of that good sprinkle it on to what you are already doing great please make sure also if you'd like to support our mission of connecting educators and creators one show at a time please make sure you stop by our merch store or become an awesome supporter there on our website as well but again we do have some great merch as you saw those of you that were at tca we've i got love some, that <laughs> we've got some great designs and again all of that just goes back to the show guys so we can bring you amazing guests week after week day after day and so we're just really excited again to be back with you all this morning but until next time my friends don't forget stay techie